Welcome back to another edition of On the Record, the daily Iowans weekly news podcast where we break down the paper's top headlines from the week. I'm your host, Colin Yee, stepping in for Eleanor Hildebrandt this week. On this week's episode, we have three special guests. We will be chatting with daily Iowan news reporters Arabia Parkey and Emily Delgado. We'll also check in with news reporter Miranda Mangra-Dutcher about her story on a song written by a former Iowa football player that's a contender to be the new Hawkeye Wave anthem. Whether you're in the car, at home, or in the classroom, we'd like to welcome you to this Friday, April 29th edition of On the Record. News reporter Arabia Parkey is here to tell us about the Take Back the Night Rally on Tuesday, organized by the Women's Resource Action Center. Welcome, Arabia. We're excited to have you on this edition of the podcast. How's everything going? Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's going great. So just starting out, could you tell us what Take Back the Night is? Yeah, it's Take Back the Night is an annual protest that happens worldwide, and it has been going on in Iowa City since the late 70s, and I think it's been going on like in the U.S. since I think the early 70s, is what I was told. So its purpose is to advocate for all of the demographics, not just women, that have been historically affected by sexual violence, and it's also to bring prevalence to that issue. Yeah, definitely. How many people were at the rally, and what was said by speakers and participants? Yeah, so there were about 200 people at the rally, um, and then some of the organizers from RAC, which is the Women's Resource and Action Center, spoke briefly about the history of Take Back the Night, and then other event participants took the time to speak about their experiences with the many forms of sexual violence in an open mic kind of form of event. What organizations were present at the event, and what kind of resources do they provide? Yeah, so multiple organizations tabled at the event, including the Johnson County Sexual Assault Response Team the Rape Victim Advocacy Program, and the Domestic Violence Intervention Program. They were all present, and each organization had handouts and gave information on the types of support that they provide for victims of sexual violence, whether that's like rape kits or just like a safe space for victims to come. What were some of the reactions and sentiments from participants and organizers? Yeah, so one student participant that I spoke with while we were marching talked about the importance of supporting this movement because most women know someone who has been affected by sexual violence if they have haven't experienced it personally. And then other organizers that I spoke with after the march said that they were content with the support the event received and they hope that participants take that energy and like apply it within their communities to create change for sexual violence. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Arabia, and sharing your story with us. Thank you so much for having me. See you next time. Next, we have news reporter Emily Delgado who wrote a story about former Iowa City Mayor Jim Thogmorton's memoir about serving on the city council. Welcome, Emily. We're excited to have you on the podcast as a guest today. How's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. Thank you so much for asking. Anyways, could you give us a summary of Throgmorton's memoir? Yeah, of course. So basically, former Mayor Jim Throgmorton served on the council for various years. He started out in the 90s, and basically his memoir just entails how he used his background urban planning to help the city in all sorts of zoning and architecture things. 
What was his time on the city council like, and how did it compare to when he started serving as the Iowa City mayor? So he um, he started in the 90s as a, just a council member, and then he ran for mayor, and then in 2016, he stayed on as mayor till 2019. And he's known for helping Forest View start the rezoning for the Forest View Mobile Home Park, approved to be re- relocated this past year. Yeah, definitely. And how did his background in urban planning apply to this role? Yeah, he said that his background in urban planning helped him be able to really be able to read through and process big amounts of data and zoning, zoning matters and really contribute to the council as a scholar in urban planning. What did other people you talked to for this story say about Throgmorton? Yeah, so I talked to current counselor Pauline Taylor, and she was actually on the council the same times as former Mayor Jim. And she was just saying that he he was a really good role model to her. She learned a lot from him. And I also talked to... um, Iowa City Community School District board member Charlie Eastham and he spoke about how he worked alongside Jim in advocating for social justice and a lot of human rights in the city. Oh well thanks for being on the podcast today Emily and sharing your story with us. We can't wait to have you back again sometime this year. Yeah of course it was my pleasure thank you so much Colin. Finally, we have news reporter Miranda Mangra-Dutcher here to talk about her story on a song written by a former Iowa football player that's a contender to replace Wave on Wave as the Hawkeye Wave Anthem. Welcome, Miranda. We're excited to have you on the podcast as a guest today. How's your week been? My week's been going pretty well. It's just, again, like the rush to the end of the semester, so everybody's just kind of running to the end at this point, but yeah. Hey, you know, I totally get that. We're almost there. Just a few long weeks left. So anyways, who is Dow? Dallas Jacobus and what is his song Wave On about? So Dallas Jacobus is a former Hawkeye football player. He graduated in 2020 during like the COVID-19 pandemic. He wrote it about the kids in the hospital and like what it feels like to be waving to those kids from the field, from the audience, from just his overall perspective. He is kind of a unique person because he got that perspective on the field, but he also, his mom also worked at the University of Iowa Hospital and Clinics. And so he also got that like perspective of like a healthcare worker being in this situation as well. So he just kind of created a song to like encompass all of these other perspective into one area definitely somebody who has deep ties to the university why is the hawkeye wave song being changed and how is the university of iowa going forward with this process the way that they phrased the university phrased it in the press release that they used it to announce the change is they want the fans to have more of a interaction with the choice of the song this current song that's that is played behind the wave is very much so like they picked it they chose that song and it just kind of played um and not very many like fans got to advocate for what song they wanted so they're reevaluating the song so that way they can like more fan interpretation they're doing multiple rounds of voting and the first round of voting is like nomination and then a vote so anybody who's interested in nominating a song can go to the university of iowa hawkeye wave anthem website and just nominate a song that they think would be a good song and then from there a committee will sit down and like scale out the ones that they don't think would be the best fit and then from there they'll pick out specific songs that they can have people vote on and it'll just be rounds of voting until eventually august 1st when they will make their final decision and announce it what are the next steps and when will fans know what the new song 
song is. So the next steps is really for fans just to nominate songs. And by doing that, they again, go to the Hawkeye Wave website. There's a lot of like interaction on Twitter happening right now for people to be like, hey, go vote for this song or nominate this song because the more nominations a song does have, the more possibility that it is going to be the song. So like in Dallas's case, he has a lot of following on Twitter because he is a country artist and a former University of Iowa alum. So he has a a, a large following and that is certainly helping him get his word out there about his song but the next step is just that nomination and then the round of voting and they will the university will announce on august 1st when what this new song will be and then hopefully have it playing behind the wave at the next in-person football game thanks today for being on the podcast miranda and sharing your story with us we can't wait to have you back again sometime this year yeah thank you i appreciate it Thanks for listening. Follow The Daily Iowan on social media and check our website for breaking news updates and the latest campus and Iowa City related news. Eleanor will be back hosting next week.